they had never tasted fear before. But then most were scholars and had never lived in the real world. For the most part, they had been bunkered down behind the ivy-covered walls of academia where any traces of reality had been stuffed into blackboard equations or test tubes. They were the students and teachers of theory and science. They dealt strictly in absolutes and all agreed on one undeniable fact. The atom had not and probably would not ever be split. Atomic disintegration, as prophesied by H.G. Wells, had the potential to unleash limitless power and lead to global nuclear war. No one had been particularly concerned about his futuristic novel. It was merely the work of fiction, bordering on scientific fact, but not based on any recognized truths of science. But now, in the cold aftermath of a new year, word leaked out of Germany that a chemist had indeed bombarded uranium with neutrons and forever changed the structure of nuclear physics. It should have been a day of discovery and triumph. It wasn't. They realized that atomic disintegration lay within the reach of a madman who wanted to rule the world and destroy anyone and any nation that stood in his way. Ambrose Lincoln stared at the name neatly typed halfway down the page of a letter that bore no signature, no return address, and no postmark. Jonas Quinn. No town, no title, no company, no message. That's all he had, a name. Jonas Quinn. He had no idea who belonged to the name, or had brought the letter, or why he had been designated to receive it. All he knew was that the name of Jonas Quinn had been placed in a sealed envelope and dropped on his desk on the third floor of a hospital that had no name in a town that did not exist. It had not been addressed to him or to anyone. Maybe it was a mistake. Mistakes are the price men pay to die. He shuddered. He had heard the phrase before. He could still hear the voice, harsh and brittle. The voice had only a shadow for a face. Ambrose held the piece of high-dollar stationery up to the light above his desk and studied the watermark. It was the thirteenth letter in the alphabet, scrawled with a flourish in the style of old English royalty around the turn of the eighteenth century. It came to him briefly that he had seen the watermark before, but he did not know when or for what reason. The letter M could stand for anything or nothing. He studied the watermark again. It faded into the tight weave of the paper and became part of the texture. Maybe it wasn't an M at all, just ragged lines. Lies can keep a man alive even after the truth has condemned him. The words were almost audible, harsh and brittle. The truth had burrowed deeply into his soul with the impact of a distant pistol shot. Lies had healed him. Jonas Quinn. An unfamiliar name in an unfamiliar world. It could be anyone's name, even his own. Ambrose Lincoln clutched the curious piece of paper tightly and felt a hard knot tighten in the back of his neck as the last vestige of a glaring summer sun balanced precariously off the far end of a gritty street, jammed with cars in a hurry to move, and a red light, 
that wasn't. In the far distance, as he looked out the small window above his writing desk, the glow of sundown was merely a faint purple haze and windswept dust coughed up by the desert that surrounded him, an endless wasteland of parched sand and grasses withered by the sun. Darkness was descending on the valley as quietly as the last breath from a dying man, as black as the hole that had once been filled with various and assorted shreds of his memory. He should be praying for his nightmare to end, but there was no one left to hear his prayer. The gods had deserted him in the cold streets of a snow-bitten night in another town and another time. Or was it yesterday? And his guardian angels had all taken the night train to the border.